Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. This is a very special episode because it is the last episode of season one of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. Y'all, we are absolutely blown away by the feedback that we've received from you all. And we are just so, so grateful um, for what God is doing through this ministry that me and Emma decided to create during this crazy time. Um, so thank you so much for your support and your notes of encouragement. And we are not going anywhere. We're still going to be here for you. We're taking a break for one month. So that's going to be four episodes, four weeks, I guess I should say, um, that we're going to take off. And we're going to be back on October 5th with a brand new season of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. So that being said, for our very last episode, we have our wonderful co-host Emma <laughs> here with us. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, yes, yes. So um, this episode is going to be a lot like last week's episode. If you skipped over that, you know, it's just me. So yeah, I don't, I, there's no hard feelings if you don't go back and listen to it, but, <laughs> but you should, cause um, it was great. Should, uh, thank you, Emma, You're but welcome. you should listen to this one because Emma is, um, you know, the heart and soul behind this whole thing and all the words that you see on social media. She is our narrow way to Broadway words girl. I do everything else, but she really does everything um, <laughs> here. So I'm so excited that you're going to get to hear from her today and that we're just going to get to chat a little bit about what God has been doing in Emma's life recently, but also, um, you know, what kind of led her to where she is today. So, Hi, Emma. Welcome. Hi, Philip. Thanks. Happy <laughs> to be the, here. Yes. Very, very, very happy that you scheduled so much time out of your crazy busy calendar <laughs> to be here with us today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess the question I really want to start off with is just give us a brief overview of what led you to theater. I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but I want a slightly deeper mm. um dive into what led you to becoming an actor? Yeah. So I think when I was a kid, I was so loud. <laughs> like I was always, and not even in like a cute way of like, yeah, I like did shows for my family. It was like, I was always talking. I was always interjecting myself into conversation. I was always singing around the house in in a not cute way like i was just always making noise and i think my parents were like okay we must channel this elsewhere um and so they kind of stuck me in theater classes mostly just to get me out of the house and to like tire me out from a pretty young age so i grew up uh spent a lot of time in minneapolis and i went to this small theater school called stagecoach there listened to the broadway kids album and fell in love. And so I, everything that I did, even when it wasn't theater, like I was a competitive cheerleader for a while, but the reason I loved competitive cheerleading is because I loved performing and I loved like the facial expressions and the showmanship that was involved in it. And so 
it felt like everything I did growing up was like honestly to get attention um which is so funny um so yeah so I started doing theater classes I was always I like loved to dance and I loved to sing and I would say from like a very young age I knew that I wanted to be an actor like in terms of I wanted to have viable skills that would allow me to do this thing that I loved forever Um, so I started taking voice lessons when I was 10. I was super young. Um, I had danced since I was super young too. And I just always loved, um, I loved doing it. And I don't know if this is something that I didn't realize till later. I think I'm realizing it now during, during this quarantine is like, I loved being a part of a cast that was telling a story Um, Because I was always telling stories. I'm still like this as a person. I'm always telling a story of like a funny story or a sad story or a story that relates to what someone's going through or like I'm just I just have always loved doing that. So I think my heart for theater was always coming together with other people and such a diverse group of people. I loved the fact that, you know, theater kids were such a mixed bag um, and I was always really drawn to that. I, I've always been really drawn to people who are different than me in the sense of, I think that in the back of my mind, I always knew that being around people who are different than me would help me f- like be a more formed person. Um, so I just loved that, you know, you had a new family, you know, every four months I was doing theater constantly as a kid, I would be like in two shows at once. And one of them would be in Charlotte and one of them would be in Davidson, which is like 45 minutes away. And so I was always kind of, it was my life. It really was, but it felt like it was my life because it was my family. Um, so yeah, I don't really know if that answered like your full question. Yeah, that definitely did. Okay, cool. So I think my next question for you is one thing that I personally have admired about you from the start is, you know, like I met you when I was a tour guide at Coastal Carolina, as always, it was my job to recruit um, students for the theater program. Um, And Emma was also a Christian and we were like, oh yeah, she's great. So, um, but I know that people are just drawn to you as a person and that you're really, really great at making friends and finding community really quickly and finding people that, you know, truly like want to be your friends. Um, and you know, I just want to hear about like your, I I don't know, I guess what you have to say about that. Like, what do you, why do you think God has done that for you? Like given you that ability to find community easily and what kind of advice would you give for people that are maybe, um, struggling that er- in that area or encouragement you could give to people that are thriving in that area or finding that. And um, a little spinoff of that is like during this time, you know, a lot of people and a lot of us that are, you know, me and you that are working on this podcast, but also people that are listening to this podcast are displaced from the place that they considered home or that they thought was going to be home back to their homeland, I guess. They're like true, like birthplace kind of homeland with their family and um, what's some encouragement you could give to people in that area. That was a lot, Yeah, yeah. but I think you can take it. I think I got it. I think so. Um, yeah. So, well, first of all, thanks for saying that. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I genuinely feel like God has taken care of me 
time and time again in that he has affirmed like for a lot of people he like affirms their gifts or he affirms their um their calling vocationally or he affirms like their abilities but I feel like one way that the Lord has like just never let me fall is there he is constantly always putting people in my life that remind me of who he is so I think I think that some of it has to do with um maybe people being drawn to me or maybe my personality or being I I feel like I'm pretty good at talking to people but I honestly that is just a god thing of like he he has just come through so faithfully in putting people in my life that point me back to him or that challenge me um and don't point me back to him so that I have to be like diligent about pointing myself back to him um but I would say that it's actually funny you say this because my word for the year for um 2020 was that I felt like God spoke over my heart. I was like sitting on the subway in Chicago and I was like, I want a word for the year. Like all my friends have a word for the year and that sounds really fun and I want one. And someone said something in our text message or something in our group message about like the word rally. And I was like, oh, that's it. I was like, my word for 2020 is rally. I felt like God was like, yep, okay, affirmed. And so I was like, cool, like rally, like getting up after falling, like rallying after a hard, a hard battle or a hard spell, like getting up and doing it. But then um, flash forward to post-quarantine, I had just moved back to Chicago and God is just insane. Let me tell you, I moved to Chicago a year ago, knew no one. And in one year, I had almost 10 of my most cherished friends move to Chicago to pursue acting or just to move there. And so God like just really took care of me in that. And I remember sitting in my, my first small group with these like six girls, none of them knew each other. I just knew all of them. I was like, just the point of contact. I was like, it's going to be great. We're going to start a small group. These girls love the Lord. I promise. I was like saying this to all of them. And I remember sitting, just sitting in that circle and the Lord like spoke over me, like, this is what I meant by rally. Like, this is what I meant. It was not you getting up after falling. It was you rallying the troops. And I just remember being like, whoa like so specifically God was like I just feel so specifically that my ministry is people um and the vessel that he has used is through theater because I think that like theater is this amazing opportunity you get to meet so many people and I feel like that's why God called me into theater. I felt like that as it, like since I was a kid. Like I wasn't even that good at theater for like a really long time. I'm still like, I did a summer contract two summers ago or a few summers ago where I could not have been this, this like any smaller of roles than I was in that season. That entire season was me being like squeaking into like a scene or two. It was very, very humbling. But I just remember God being like, I'm not here. Like, this is not about you. Like, displaying my power through your gifts. I just feel so like so specifically that God is like I've called you to theater for in in community. Um so I would say if if you're someone who has been um like maybe struggling to find community, um I just want you to know first of all that you're not alone. Like we not everyone is exceptionally good at striking up a conversation or not everybody is the kind of person that's supposed to have 50 close friends. Um, 
So like, just want to say to any of you out there who are like, gosh, I want to find community. It's like, God, God will bring that to you and just like surrender that to him. Um, and know that what I would say is that I think something we're bad at as people now is we're not really great at affirming people. Um, we just like fear it for some reason. We feel like someone needs to earn affirmation or there always needs to be affirmation in return. But I would say that a great way to make friends and is something that I feel like I've started to exercise and has become a lot and has become a lot more comfortable for me is like if someone does something or says something that um, like hits me and really makes me think or it makes me feel really good or they're really good at something, I just tell them like mostly, hopefully, you know, there are times when I don't do it out of like jealousy or envy or pride, but I would say that a great way to make friends is just to like tell some, affirm somebody because I don't know, sometimes I'm like, we're, we were put on this earth to do that. And so, yeah, if you're someone in this, in this time and in this time is so weird, obviously you can't like go up to any Joe Schmo and be like, great job singing 16 bars, but you know, you can text somebody and be like, Hey, just want to let you know, I'm thinking about you and I really love you. Or, Hey, you looked cute in your Instagram picture. Like that really does mean a lot to people. And so I would say one, A, B, C part, part of this question. One, I feel like it is only God. Like my, any, any like ability to make friends, quote unquote, has only been because God has put incredible people in my life and has just blessed me time and time again in that area. Um, and then I guess area B and C of that question of like, what, what advice would you give is just, I would say just like affirm people, um, and allow yourself to be affirmed as well. I think another thing we're bad at is like taking compliments. So I think, I don't know, I think just treat others. It's so lame. I can't believe I'm saying this on our podcast, but like treat, treat others how you truly want to be treated. Like be the kind of friend that the friend you're looking for is looking for. Someone said that to me about dating, but I thought I would, um, switch it up for friendship but yeah so that's kind of something i don't know was that like a cop-out answer philip oh my gosh no that is so good emma okay. and i don't mean to hijack your episode but <laughs> um, i feel like i can like speak into a little bit of this as well um because i know that from the guy's perspective when it comes to like making friendships with people especially other guys like that can be really hard especially for guys that are in theater. And like, honestly, we could probably do a whole episode on finding friends and community as actors, because holy cow, that is like unbelievably difficult. Um, and one thing I've discovered recently is like, people want to be your friends. God made us for community. And I know that's something that a lot of times we just hear and blow off, but like God made us to be with other people. And I think that like in this season, particularly like I being back in my hometown, don't have any really of my close friends living here anymore that I grew up hanging out with. So I just started like reaching out to people on social media that I knew were in town, literally sliding into their DMs being like, Hey, I really think what you're doing is cool. Do you want to get breakfast Yeah, or something like that? Yeah. And you know, the best, the thing that, only thing that can happen is they say no right. and you're like, okay, great, move on. Right. So I encourage you to like, if you're in community, trying to find community in this time of your life, no relationship is a wasted relationship. Even mm -hmm. if it's only going to be a connection that lasts for who knows 
a month. Right. Because that person, and you can feed into that person, that person can feed into you so much mm -hmm. in that course of time. And I think Emma is a, a great example of that. But mm -hmm. that's also something that I've recently got to experience so tangibly. So right. yeah. make friends, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think, I also think another thing with, that goes along with that and reminds me of what you said about like, you know, it's, it can be hard for guys, but like at the same time, it's like our career is so like our, your value as an artist is kind of directly related. We act like it's not, but it is like, is related to your skills. Like our entire degree is learning how to be a better singer, dancer, actor, artist, creative technician while disguised as like this thing of finding yourself. And I think that that's like, can be really damaging. So I think that honestly, in our specific career, giving someone affirmation about who they are and about unchanging identity is really powerful. And it's kind of shocking for people. Like, cause our, you know, we, we take so much time to like brand ourselves and figure out who we are. And it's like, you can just go up to someone and be like, I just noticed you were really nice to this person or, Hey, I want you to know you've made me feel really welcome in, in our new, you know, BFA department. Like, and, and saying something that affirms someone identity, someone's identity that has nothing to do with the fact that they did or didn't crack in the song they just sang. Um, and I think that's really important to like distinguish of like, I think that's like complimenting someone versus affirming someone I think is the distinguishing thing I was trying to make there. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to clarify on what I just said, like women absolutely struggle with finding friendships and relationships, but um, yeah, yeah, that's just my personal experience. No, totally. So I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Emma is, when it comes to community <laughs> and relationships, and probably all of you listening to this podcast, even if you don't know her, have an incredibly close friend that's a very close friend of hers. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Emma is just so well-connected and just deeply involved in community. But I want to know about now about like, what was it like moving to Chicago full on out, no relationships, no friendships like what did you feel god calling you to there specifically mm -hmm. and you know what do you think god is calling to you right now that's keeping you there totally yeah so i graduated in may 2019 and i just always had i grew up in the midwest like partially i spent 10 years in minneapolis before moving to charlotte so i always kind of felt at home in the midwest but i also knew just logistically I had been fortunate enough to do some really great non-equity jobs before graduating, but I did not have one single solitary equity point. And so just like kind of going to auditions throughout college and never getting seen in New York, I was like, maybe let me maybe think about a secondary market here. Um, so that was just kind of a logistical situation, like a logistical decision was like, I want to be doing this and I don't know if I can afford to do it in New York or if I can afford to like wait in line for that long. It was literally not even like a spiritual decision. It felt like at first it was just like, eh, I don't know if I could do it in New York. Like, I don't know if I could cut it. Um, so I was like, maybe I'll go to a secondary market. Maybe I'll go to Chicago. Um, and the friends, I had like two friends in Chicago and they were constantly working and I was like, okay, 
how do I, how do I get this life? Um, so basically when I went to senior showcase, I, my prayer was like, God, if you want me to be in New York, you need to like make that very clear here. Um, and he made it very clear that I wasn't supposed to be there. I just had like a very interesting, weird conviction the whole time. I was having trouble feeling um, steady there. I did not have much peace. And so I was like, okay, this isn't for me. Um, and then truly the moment I got to Chicago, I was like, okay, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. So, which is so funny because nothing, nothing about my first um, few months in Chicago really affirmed that I was supposed to be there. Like I had no idea how to work the subway. I was constantly alone. I like lived with two girls I met on Facebook marketplace who are great. Now I love them. Hey, Claire and Heidi. But, um, like it was just so funny. Cause I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, so ignorantly brave. I was like, Oh yeah. Like I'll walk around Chicago in the evening. Like it's fine. Like I love it here. And it's just so funny because I was just so stupid. But also God just protected me. Like the hand of protection over me was so um, present. And so that's what brought me there was the fact that I had no equity points and I liked the Cubs. And then what what kept me there was just like, I I am overwhelmed by what God has taught me in this season of life in Chicago. Like I got reconnected with a girl I went to middle school with, which is crazy. And she is now one of my closest friends and introduced me to this community of women from the church that I go to now. And it was like a seamless binding of like souls that like came together. And it was so cool because, um, now it's just being added to with like these women that I know who are moving here. And now we're all, we're all like friends. And it's just so beautiful of God's faithfulness of like, once again, God being like, Hey, Emma, you're going to make a decision because of theater, but I am simply going to bring you somewhere for the community or for the people so that you can be fed and that you can feed others. And it is just like, that's, what's keeping me there. Not theater. There's no theater happening there. Like, but I went back to Chicago and it felt like a completely different life after this quarantine. But I feel like the Lord, and I still, I'm constantly like, God, what do you want me to do with theater when it comes back? Like, are you going to affirm this? Are you going to give me a job in Chicago? Or are you just, do you just want me here living this life that I live now of like nannying and having truly not like quote unquote, nothing to show for my degree? Like, what do you, what do you want here? And he just time and time again is like, Emma, look around you. Like, look at these people that I've placed in your life who are like pouring into you and you are doing ministry together. Like you are preparing for battle. Um, so yeah, so that's what's keeping me in Chicago. I love the city so much. Um, and I just love what God is doing there. I see God working there. And yeah, so that's, I love Chi-Town. Yeah. Yeah. I... Gosh, you bring up such a hard conversation mm -hmm. that I think we're both up for to have. Yeah. Um, and I think that is the concept that is thrown at you constantly as a performer from literally the most important people in our industry to your crazy Aunt Martha at the Christmas party. Iconic. You know, where they say, like, if you could do anything else, yeah, then do don't that. do theater. Um Yeah. And I, I think that, whew, that is, 
a really scary thing to confront mm-hmm. because that's something that is such a reality and yeah. the mindset that people have about this career path. Um, but also, I think it's a discussion that we need to have mm-hmm. about the lies that are tied up yeah. in that. Because we have both had a fairly brief conversation about this yeah. recently. Yeah. I just think it's kind of like a silly... Okay, not silly. I, I really do feel like these people have well-intentioned... Um, I think it's I think it's a really good intention that they have. I think that they're saying essentially like this is going to be hard. This is a hard career. So if you can be happy doing anything else, do that. But I also think that none of those people view this as like a spiritual calling, like that this is kingdom work that is being done. And so to that, I just kind of, I I find myself falling prey to like the lie of it, but also I'm reading the old Testament right now. And God literally does not call people who are the best at doing certain things to do those things. Like I, and I see this in my own life. Like I was not, like I said before, I was not naturally good at a lot of the things that are required of theater. I am literally five, two. My legs are so short. I do not look like a dancer at all. I had horrible pitch problems until literally like senior year of high school. And I worked through all of this crap, like vocally in college And I never took an acting class until I got to college. Like I had no, I was not qualified to be doing this thing that like God called me into. I was a soccer player. Like I was a very good soccer player, way better at soccer than I was at theater. Definitely would have been playing college soccer had I not been called into theater. But it's just so funny because like what I was, like what my flesh was predisposed to was not what God called me to because that makes me look good. That does not make God look powerful. Like the fact that, I don't know, that's why I say to that is like, if you can do anything else, do that. It's like, okay, no, if you feel called to something else, do that. If you feel like God is guiding you somewhere else, do that. But since when does God call us things to like that are just going to be easy? He doesn't. And he didn't do that in his word either. He didn't like, call people who were so good at what he wanted them to do to do those things because again it says in scripture all over like his power is being perfect in our weakness and his his calling like think about that think about i'm sure everyone has that person in their head like i have mentors and i have people in my in my mind that i can think of right now who have been at this grind at this career for so long And they are constantly filled with joy, filled with humility, filled with the Holy Spirit because they know that God is calling them to this and and not calling them to this so that God is going to show up and give them a Broadway contract. Like God is saying, hi, I'm, I'm here in this. I'm here in the holding room. I'm here when you don't get a job. I'm here when they stop you three seconds into the song and tell you to like get out. Like I think the hard thing about that I that way of thinking is that there's no room for God in that, you know? And so I think that if you're someone who is who is having this thought process of like, gosh, but I have other things that I'm good at or other things that I like, dude, that's amazing. But I think like the prayer isn't like, God, you gave me other gifts, so I should do those. It's like, okay, God, where do you want me in this season? Like I'm surrendering this season to you. I have a friend, Jessica, 
who is an incredible performer. She is an incredible vocalist. She is wonderful. I did theater together with her all growing up. She got a BFA in musical theater and she felt God calling her to surrender a season to the Lord. And she moved to New Bern, North Carolina and led worship at a church. She was incredibly qualified to be auditioning with the rest of the best of them. You know what I mean? But because God was calling her to surrender a season, she obeyed and that was obedience. So I think that, I don't know. I think that I like try to like get rid of that like way of thinking in my line because I just don't think that that logic is like one of spiritual or like theological, like it just doesn't make sense in that way because it implies that if you're good at other things or you like other things that you should do them because this is just going to be hard when like you kind of just signed up for a hard life. If you're a Christian, it says literally consider it joy when you face trials because you're going to, it says end James. So it's like, you know, that's just kind of what it is. It's just going to be hard. Um, Woo. So yeah. Woof. Woof. We're having, we're having <laughs> church up in here, y'all. Holy cow. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to season one. We'll see you on October 5th. Bye. Y'all, wow. Guys, LOL. God, God calls the unqualified. Gosh, there is so much yeah. power in realizing that and just looking at scripture and all of the people that are textbook unqualified that we're still talking about mm-hmm. today. And when you mm-hmm. think about biblical, like we talked about last week, like Moses could not speak. Moses. And yeah. that was the thing that was keeping yeah. him from, you know, helping release an entire the the entire people of God from bondage and slavery and God used him. Right. And I think what what's interesting about Moses is it it wasn't it wasn't the fact that he couldn't talk that prevented him from like delivering the people. It was his attitude towards his own weakness that prevented him from doing those things. The whole time God was like, dude, I'm gonna make this happen through you. And he was like, no, I can't do it. He was like, so it was I think that that conversation is interesting because it wasn't his inability to speak properly that made him unable to do those things. It was his own walls that he created because of what he thought he could and could not do because of his weakness. Gosh. You know? Such such a cool conversation that definitely we will continue Mm -hmm. to talk about um, in the future. Mm -hmm. But, you know, y'all, if this is something that Mm – that you're going through right now, we are also right there with you. And a lot of people in our entertainment industry are right there with you. And, um, you know, if you ever need to talk about these kind of things, like me and me and Emma are definitely available to you. Um, and we would love to talk mm-hmm. with you about, um, you know, those thoughts or feelings that you're having. And, um, you know, we'll be praying for, for you all during this season. Emma, is there anything Mm. else that you want to share with us today? Anything? What's like God doing in your heart right now? Mm. I feel like a sense of anticipation that God is like stirring up in my heart for this next season. Not exactly sure what that is like implying. I think that like God's making moves and like is about and like some stuff is going to get stirred up in my life in the fall. Um, But I feel like what he's telling me right now is just to like be patient 
um, like we kind of talked about in the prayer two weeks ago, um, God calling me to be patient, which I am not good at. Um, but that's true. And also, hmm. Yeah, I think another thing that God is just reminding me constantly is like, I am your portion. Like I am your cup of like, I will fill you. Um, because I feel like everything else is sort of just stripped away from us right now of like, if this is the one thing that you really love to do and you feel like, and especially if you feel like it's a big part of your ministry to not be able to, um, do theater right now is really hard. And so that's like something really big that I feel like the Lord is, is calling me to. It's just like asking me to sit by him and just be like, Hey, just like come here, just sit by me. And I feel like the Lord is, I just, I'm getting to know him so much more and so much better in this season. Um, just from like very simple acts of sitting with him and being with him. Um, so yeah, I don't really know what else. I, I think that's, that's pretty much me. I mean, yeah, I, I think that God's teaching me a lot about friendship. I think he's teaching me a lot about humility. I really do. I, again, like I feel like something that God has really blessed me with is I have a couple of friends in Chicago right now who just moved there and um, Libby and Chloe. And we just talk a lot about just the season of weirdness in theater. And one thing that we always kind of come back to is like how grateful we are to have each other because these are like thoughts that everyone's having right now of just believing lies of like, okay, yeah, I'm, you know, I just turned 24 and I want to be an actor, but I'm making my living nannying, which is something I have truly done since I was 10. I did not need to get a college degree to do it. And I sort of feel like a loser and just having like people come alongside me and be like, girl, like that anticipation that you're feeling, like whatever that is, like God is not going to leave you to be confused. Like he's just not that God. That's not who he is. Um, and so to just have people who are kind of doing the same thing as me is really, um, is really helpful. Um, yeah, that's really amazing. So, okay. Yeah. How can people reach you? I have a couple more things that I want the two of us to talk about before we're done, but how can people connect with you outside of the podcast? Yeah. Um, I mean, feel free to slide into my DMS. Like, um, Philip was talking about my Instagram is at Emma Vandy, V-A-N-D-Y. Also feel free to reach out to the narrow way to Broadway Instagram. We're on there. Um, connect on Facebook, Emma Vandeville D. I, I don't know if I'm the only one on there. I just found out that my last name is very popular in Belgium. So there might be some people, you know, up in there that you might friend on accident, but you can make a international connection. Um, so yeah. And seriously, like if we, yeah, we can just strike up a conversation. I loved, I love talking to people. It's my favorite. Yes, we love it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I want to kind of close out the season with us just sharing our favorite memory Ooh. of what's gone on this season. Like, what's your favorite moment of the podcast? Whether it's something that happened on social media or on the actual podcast or, you know, yeah. And it could be a couple yeah. things. Like what are some moments that stick out to you this season? Yeah. Gosh. I mean, I, I think I've talked about this on the Instagram a couple times, but like, I just feel like God has been so cool in just providing with us 
with the exact people at the exact time of whose stories he wanted to be told. Like I just constantly think about, and it's funny because right now I'm recording this episode from Charlotte in my childhood bedroom where I recorded Quentin's episode, but I just remember this was, so this was like a long time ago, like a few months ago. And, um, like the murder of George Floyd had not been publicized yet. It was like still, it hadn't like incited this like second, like social justice movement hadn't like started yet. And I just remember like, it was just, I just remember being like, I'm about to talk to freaking Broadway's Quentin Earl Darrington. First of all, that's crazy. And then I just remember like on my knees, like on my face being like, God, what do you want me to talk to Quentin about? Like, what, what do you want here? And just so, so clearly the Lord was like, I think the Lord was like, Hey, I need you to ask him about racism in the theater industry. And I was like, I was like, wait, my ears must be clogged. I was like, Haha, sorry, I must have I must have misheard you, God. You want me to just literally talk about what? And he was like, yeah. And I just remember being so nervous because I'm about to talk to Broadway and this man who is incredible and has been such an inspiration to me from afar for so long. And I'm asking him about his experience or like his opinion on the freaking like social justice war that is about to occur. But it's just crazy because it's like, and then everything started happening here. We like, and that is just incredible to me how God was like, this is a story that must be told now. And that's going to happen because of your podcast about theater. I'm just like, what? And then also same thing happened with Aaron. Aaron Ramirez, such a powerful episode about body image and her eating disorder that she had. Amazing. So, so wise. And the week that we premiered that episode was the week when everyone not the week, it's still a conversation happening, but it's like, I felt like that week, my Instagram feed was flooded with the phrase, everybody is a Broadway body and body image, body positivity. And all of a sudden God was like, Hey, I want to, I want to talk about this too. God was like, I want to use one of my kids to talk about this story through your podcast. Just blown away. I'm literally just blown away. So that is, that is like my favorite memory for sure. Um, yeah. What about you, Philip? Oh, wow. Um, so <laughs> this podcast is so interesting because as we talked about in season in uh, the, the last episode that we did, I was just talking about, you know, how speaking and my words are something that I've always felt uncomfortable with and that I'm having to run full in to that <laughs> um, kind of con- that, you know, thing that I am self-conscious about with the podcast. So like, really facing that fear, running to that fear, our new okay. official um, slogan, I guess. But um, yeah, really running to that fear of doing something that is uh, scary to me. So the podcast in, has fed me in that way, but also has spiritually met me exactly where um, I needed to be mm-hmm. and has given me a, an ability to do something creative during this time alongside Emma. Um, which, hi, Emma, that is you. Hi, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was really awesome. You know, the first episode that we really did was um, with Michaela, who I mentioned is kind of a brainchild of this whole project mm-hmm. as well um, and helped inspire it. And that episode, after I recorded that episode, I remember like literally like going on a run and singing worship music because I was just like so full. Yeah. 
and I could feel what God was getting ready to do. Yeah, totally. Um, and like, I literally filmed that episode before we even recorded our like welcome episode. Yeah. And so <laughs> we were like, gotta make sure I this is like, crappy shook. before we decide to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I sent that to Emma and I was like, wow, like Michaela is one of my best friends in the whole world. And I just got to have this conversation and the Holy Spirit showed up. Yeah. Yeah. For it. Yes. I remember. And has. And that was like so exciting, but also I was like, wow, we've got a lot of responsibility yeah, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I have two more that I want to talk about <laughs> specifically the day. So our logo was devi- was designed by a wonderful girl named Kelsey Bird. Um, who created our like marketing package, uh. like brand. Pa- uh. Uh. Kelsey, we love you. <laughs> She's incredible. <laughs> And when we got our logo initially and like we're going through that process, just we were so excited to know that we had something that we could share with people that that like, I don't know, represents our community that me and Emma wanted to create. Mm -hmm. And lastly, the moment that sticks out to me above all is your episode with John, Mm -hmm. um, John Jorgensen Mm -hmm. and just realizing I didn't know who John was really. I had seen some of his like viral videos before. Mm -hmm. Um, I was editing Emma's episode with him. And um, when it came down to it, I was like looking, I'm like, I'm like so interconnected with this guy um, that has a similar story to mine. Um, So that, that episode specifically filled me a lot. Mm -hmm. But the moment that I think about every single day is if, it's where he was talking about, you know, if I was left with nothing today, mm-hmm. um, like my relationship with Christ, would would it be enough? Or mm-hmm. that whole concept, but like I have everything because I have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And anything else I receive in my life is just icing. And, yeah, um, you know, that phrase that he shared absolutely transformed my mindset on this season of life but i think just looking forward i have nothing but i have everything yeah because i have christ i love it not to mention the, the million others but <laughs> yeah just like approximately 10 million more memories but yeah that's amazing well this was so fun yeah well i want to close out our episode with um prayer from both of us just for what God has done over the past few months. When did we start this? May 1st. <laughs> May 1st. I think, and right? Yeah, May yeah. 1st. Yeah. And um so it's been it's been a it's been a little while. We've been working on this project for a little while. So Yeah, 20 it episodes. It feels really great. Yeah, 20 whole episodes that you know, we're going to get to step away which we're not really stepping away. We're going to be super active on our Instagram, probably more active than ever before over the next <laughs> month. <laughs> um just building and creating content for the second season. But, um, you know, we got some really exciting stuff coming up for you guys, but I want to close with prayer, just thanking God for what he's done so far and just being expectant for what's going to come during the second season of the narrow way to Broadway podcast. Boom. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I'll start. Okay. Dear God, you are so good and your plans are so much bigger than anything that we could ever imagine. This podcast, this idea and dream that you have given me and Emma is so much bigger um, 
and has already had so much power than I think we even realized it could have when we created it. Um, thank you, God, for mm -hmm. the transformation I know that's occurred in my life and that I hope other people have um, been able to experience through the words that all of our guests have had to share and hopefully through the words that you've given me to share and speak with um, our listeners. Um, God, I just kind of, I just want to go through and just like name out loud and thank people like each episode, like thank you for Michaela's episode. Thank you for John and thank you for Quentin and Andrew and Kayla and Maddie and Aaron and Miriam and um, it, this episode with Emma today. And like I said, for the words that you gave me to speak and share with other people, like, Thank you for these believers that are actively pursuing you every single day of their life to make earth look a little bit more like heaven every single day and to build your kingdom through the arts. I pray that in season two, you will continue to grow this community and that mm -hmm. the things and topics that you give us to speak into challenge and inspire us even more than what we've had in season one. And I pray that you will help us dive into things that we've spoken about already even deeper and altogether just bring glory to you. Yeah. Um, I just want to echo that God. We just are so in awe of the largeness that you have allowed this podcast, um, to kind of take on God. We had no idea that we would have the audience that we have. Um, and we just thank you God for seriously for every single one of them who is listening to this right now. God, we um, please let them know that we pray for them. Um, let them feel cared for in this, in the words that they hear each week from us, God. Let us steward this responsibility well um, so that every single episode and every single pursuit can point back to you, God. Um, and if this podcast ever turns into anything that is not of you, God, like we don't want it anymore um, and take it from us. Um, but for now, God, we just see you working so clearly in it. And I just thank you for... Um, the people that we've gotten to talk to, um, the conversations that we've gotten to have, and how you've grown each and every one of us, God. Um, we pray for season two. Bless it. Make it bigger and better than before. Um, expand our audience. Give give our reach. Um, just, just make it wider so that people can know you, God. Um, yeah, we thank you for who you are. Amen. Amen. We will see you on October 5th. Enjoy the month off. Go back and listen to some other episodes. We love you. Jesus loves you. And we'll see you on the Narrow Way to Broadway Season 2. Love y'all. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe. We release new episodes the first and third Monday of the month. For more information on what we're up to, follow us on Instagram at InwayBWay.